All right, Jackie. So welcome so much to the show. Thank you for being on Hustle Habits. And for the people who don't know you out there, let's let them get to know you here. So tell us about you. I paid for my own college. Like I went to UT of Arlington. My dad was like, you're making good money because he knew I didn't need anything. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I don't need anything. So he was like, you can pay for that. And I was like, okay. But actually, I liked it because it made me feel like I was doing something with my life. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm actually working for something. Yeah, I'm sure you appreciated your school more and took your school a lot more seriously paying for it yourself, too. Yeah, it was a great experience. And I say that to say that it felt very balanced. Nice. And what did you go to school for? I actually couldn't decide. Yeah. So I wanted to do um, psychology. But I also wanted to be in criminal law because I wanted to help catch the bad guys, but yeah. also protect people. <laughs> and then I wanted to be a nurse. And then I got married at 20. So wow, all that got canceled. Let's, let's hear that story. Yeah. So I uh, met him at like his sister at a church camp. She fell in love with me and she asked me to come see her. And she knew that she wanted me to be with her brother. Mm-hmm. So I went down. And he was like, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, <laughs> older. Like, that was my thing. I, I liked maturity, you know? So I was like, oh, yes, fangirling. Yeah. And we were engaged in less than a year. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, wait, and married in less than a year. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> so move pretty quick. Guys, make sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> the person, just saying. Um. So, yeah, got married at 20. I wanted to finish school, but he was like, you'll never need it. I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. Guys, I'm here. Yeah. Make sure you have a background. I say that, like, not without, like, without bitterness. Like, it's very just wise to have something to fall back on, you know? Yeah. Have that independence of exactly. feeling strong and secure in what you've got going, regardless of exactly. what your partner's got going. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's healthy yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So waited five years to have a, a child, had our first son, and then um, found out that he was having extracurricular affairs mm. with many of the women in the church, which, by the way, we were pastoring helping pastor that church. Wow. And it built it up from like 150 people to like 1,200 in a matter of two years or so. Wow. Okay. So he wasn't being very pastorly, um, at least. Well, in his own way, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Gotcha. Ministering in many other ways. (laughs) Sure. Fair enough. Okay. And so then that obviously you you decided to end that. Yeah. So I just prayed because it really was killing me because I didn't want to I didn't want to be the reason that the family was like broken up so I stuck around for like a year while I knew it was happening um and then it just got so bad and I was like god please if he's not going to be the man for our family then make him file because I just couldn't do it like because for me it was an oath before god too it wasn't just about my family or my love like for him at that time it was like my oath yeah and i take my word very seriously because that's how i was taught and raised you know like if you say you're going to do something just like you say you're going to be there i don't care if it's 9 11 
You yeah. show up at work. <laughs> yeah. You do it. You're a woman of your word. Word is bond. Exactly. So um, raise very much so that your word is like you die by your word. Yeah, definitely. You live and die by your word. So, so it was very difficult. So, um, yeah, two weeks later, he filed. So I was like, okay, God, thanks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So then at this point, you're 25? I was 28. 28, okay. So the boys are almost three years apart. Okay. And so I lived there, like, while we were figuring everything out um, at the house down in Houston by myself with the boys. And then I moved back with my parents. And I actually didn't work for, like, three years. And then the lady that... um it was just a lot. Like, I also had an infant, nursing, blah, 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 a toddler. Yeah. And thankfully, I had a situation where I could go home to my parents and they could help me and be there for me, you know, um, in every way. Right. Yeah. So I know that a lot of people aren't blessed with that kind of situation. I greatly appreciate them for yeah. even opening the door. Definitely. You know, um, it's not their responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> but grateful. Then- then you found yourself at that point where you got two kids and yeah. you got support to provide. And yeah. so what's next? What was the next big move so for you? So what the lady that actually I got hired on for my first job, we kept a great relationship. She called me. She found out I was back in Dallas and she was like, can you please come help me open up a boutique in Bishop Arts? And at first I was like, I don't really want, I just, I just wasn't ready. I, thought I wasn't ready, but I'm glad that she called me. It ended up being a great thing, and I was able to help her um, and became literally like her right hand with all three of her businesses and helped her run them all. Um, what kind of businesses were they? So one was a bar, one was a boutique, like home and clothing, mm-hmm. um, and then the other was a restaurant, bakery. Okay. Actually four. Oh, we opened up. Parker Barrows as well (laughs) helped like we both would do interior decorating. I learned so much from her in that field as well. She's literally the most incredible businesswoman. Like she had her arm like cut off as a young baby. Wow. And she learned how to like live with just one arm and a prosthetic. And she built a business out of like, Baking at her home just to provide extra income for her kids because her husband from wasn't working. Literally, L- literally, yeah, literally, good. and built an empire. Like, nice, incredible woman to learn alongside for business. So you learned a lot from her, a lot, and yeah. then what? You got to a point where you you wanted to do something for you, or yeah. So I I like my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be able to go travel. Um, I haven't traveled as much with our new, um, well, I would say the new opportunity at hand because it's a new field. I want to learn it all. Yeah. So I don't have any like regret of not traveling right now, but I would travel quite often, at least once a month. Yeah. (laughs) Just because it's, well, it's nice. Yeah. You should enjoy the world. Of course. I've had two experiences in life. That taught me, you have no idea. We don't even know what the next five seconds hold. Yeah. We have no clue. Our world can completely change. Yeah. And because of that, it's like, you better live. Live it. Like, life is 
meant for the living. Yeah. Not for the dead. For sure. So go live, make the most of it. And for me, traveling feels like living. Yeah. You know? So what were those experiences that you had that showed you how short life is? So my first experience was the emotional one of finding out that he was cheating on me and also smoking and drinking, which at the time you have to understand we were supposedly like, holy Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even cut my hair, dye my hair, never wore makeup. Like, so he was, he was not practicing what he was preaching. Right. So it was devastating on a lot of areas, but you know, that was more than just like an emotional love. It was like, I was devastated about like, what do you stand for? Yeah. 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 Like how, like, how can you say that you do this and you don't really live it? You, you fell in love with this one person thinking it was, uh, you know, all these, had all these different Mm -hmm. qualities and then he kind of showed his true colors. Exactly. And so that was devastating in itself. And my world literally completely turned upside down so much that I would wake up every day and be like, is this a nightmare? I, this can't be real. Like, this is not my world. Yeah. Like, so that was like the first thing completely shattered my world. Like emotionally, I would even not know where I was when I would go to the store. I'd be like, where am I? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Just on autopilot. Some more like trauma experiences like that. Yeah. The second one actually happened in July of 2020. I had been traveling. Yeah. I'd just gone to Tulum for a week. Then I went to Miami and I was back home for a little bit. And I was actually on the phone planning my next trip to Miami. (laughs) I was going to take a friend who had been going through like a difficult time and wanted to commit suicide. So I was like, hey, I'll take you. Like all expenses paid. No worries. I just want like life is good. It's hard. We're born screaming. We're born fighting for our very first breath. It's hard. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's beautiful and you have to find the beauty in it. But that's largely by the people you're connected to. Yeah. You know, that's where most of the beauty in life, I would say, comes from. For sure. Other than nature, I'm a big fan of nature. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, without each other, then I feel like life isn't as beautiful. So that, my wreck in July of 2020, even further you know, enhance that. Yeah. Um, I was on my way to work out. I was going to my double workouts because I was really active and I loved it. And I got T-boned by a young girl. And I don't, I still have no memory of it. Like wow. I have no recollection. I just remember leaving my house early and I'm not usually early to work out. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. I can't believe I'm going to go early, but oh, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I'm supposed to be there early is what I thought. I'm very much like, Maybe it's supposed to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the universe, God's doing it. All the things. (laughs) So I was like, okay, on my way. And the next thing I know, it's two days later, is my first memory. Wow. So, what was your first memory? My first memory is a glimpse of a memory. And it was FaceTiming. I could actually cry because it was FaceTiming one of my childhood best friends. Her name's Caitlin. And it's funny, like, those people are the ones that mean the most to you. Yeah. The people that have been there your whole life. Still a great friend <laughs> to yeah. this day. But she 
when I moved to Dallas, I was six years old and she came up to me and she was like, hi, my name's Caitlin. Yeah. Immediately we were instant best friends, like instant. We even had our two sons at the same time by accident. But again, the universe, you know. So, um, yeah, she was my first memory and not even my parents, which is kind of bizarre. Wow. (laughs) But um, so you need people. I guess I tie that back into that because I feel like the business that we're in now is so closely related to building people and relationships in the work field, but then outside. Every time we're on Zoom with someone, like we have this opportunity to connect and help them do something for their family. And yeah. like build something out for their family, you know? Yeah. So it's all intertwined. Yeah. You know? But so yeah. you you did that. You got in this pretty Terrible serious wreck, accident. You don't remember any on of the it. Brain, fractured skull, fractured ribs into my heart, um, excessive bleeding. It was bleeding into the like my chest area. I had to wear a bag out of my chest for like four months. Wow. I couldn't walk without assist. I didn't actually even know I couldn't walk until I was leaving the hospital because I didn't get up out of the bed. Wow. Um, but couldn't walk. It was really wild. And you don't realize like your vision, everything's connected until it's not connected. <laughs> and um, my vision couldn't see, which was one of the worst experiences of my life, I have to say. Like that. Not being able to see and thinking, because they couldn't tell me. They literally were like, we don't know if you'll ever get it back. Wow. That's how bad my injuries were. And the pituitary gland was shaken so bad. My sodium levels dropped. I was going into um, vegetable state. Jeez. So already it's COVID time still, and you can't have extra people in there. So I was fighting by myself, essentially, with an iPad, you know. So it was really rough. And I, um, every day there'd be like a new doctor that came in because they couldn't figure it out. And they were like, so that was really upsetting knowing that you were in it for the fight of your life. But also your body was like, whoo, I was bruised up. I had cuts. Like I have a deep scar on my leg that they didn't even stitch up because they were, the doctors were like, what's, there's no point in fixing her if she doesn't even make it. Her brain is so messed up that there's no way she can, I mean, there's not no way, but they didn't say no way. But they were like, if she doesn't make it out of this, why are we going to fix stitch right. up her leg? Because it's the there's quality no- of life of someone in that position, it it's really makes them wonder whether they should fix the other things or not, right? Yeah, yeah. well, we hadn't reached that point yet, thank God. But yeah, I mean, they... Really just didn't know if I was going to make it. Yeah. They just didn't know. And so that being said, like I, because of the brain injuries and everything, I would think that I was telling you something because in my head, it was like being trapped in a cage. Yeah. In my head, I was telling you what I was thinking, but it didn't come out like that. Wow. And so I had to go to speech therapy. I They had to like quiz me and test me and teach me all the animals in certain groups. Just animal groups. Like, what are birds? Wow. Yeah, that's how serious. Like, words. Like, okay, so when you think of any letter or what word starts with a W, what do you think? What do you think of? And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> Good, Jackie. <laughs> what? Wow. What starts wow. with you? Yeah. We did it. But oh that's gosh. how bad it was. Like Jeez. it was so bad. The guy that finally they finally took me to this guy to get some glasses made. So that way and he actually had to do the strongest prescription and on top of that he created something to put on the outside of the glass mm-hmm. that like was textured and had that's how bad it was that he had to create prisms in order for me to even be able to see a wow. little bit. Jeez. That's how bad it was. So it was quite the experience. Yeah. Um it's actually a miracle and the guy that found me said he was like he cried whenever I called him to thank him. Yeah. He cried and he was like I never thought I'd hear from you, you know. He was like um I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry I didn't pull you out sooner. Like, he felt bad. And I was like, no, you pulled me out, period. You saved my You're life, fine. dude. Yeah. He was like, he was a police officer, officer yeah. for 30 years. And he's like, I have seen my share of victims that have make it. You were fixated. He was like, your body was limp, no pulse. You were just there. He was like existing. And wow. he was like, so I left you to go check on the girl who hit you. Yeah. And he was like, and when I did, I was there talking to her for a few minutes. And he was like, so when your car sparked up right where you were on the passenger side, so I apparently flown, flew up and hit the uh, windshield with my head, broke it, shattered it with my head. Jeez. And then I slumped back down into the passenger side. And my car, it just sparked into flames on the passenger side. Wow. He was like, I was like, I can't let her parents identify a charred body. I've yeah. got to get her out. He said, by the time he got over there, this other guy was showing up and helped him out or helped him pull me out. Cause they couldn't like get anything open. Yeah. Um, and then this guy helped me the whole time. And I tried to call him too to like get him to thank him. And I never could get him. So I was like, oh, wow. An angel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all that I had to had no job. Yeah. How, what was I gonna do? Like of course. I couldn't do anything for months. How long so, was the recovery? I would say I probably oh, September, October. Four months before Four months, and then I realized, it sounds silly, but I realized that if I drank a little bit of alcohol, it actually relaxed my muscles and helped me see. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can travel then. Yeah. (laughs) So I went to Tulum for a friend's birthday, and I'm like, my implant had to be taken out. So I'm like one half and half, and I'm just like out there. Having the best time one of my boot, one, one boot. boot. Yeah. One boot. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I mean, I obviously still was like this. I was like this. I couldn't really see. Wow. Jeez. But um, yeah, so I needed income. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to go to Tulum for my birthday, which is in February. And so I was like, I've been laying in bed and my mom. Is such a good cook. She's Italian, Mexican, and she's cooking me all the pastas, all the things. Yeah. So I found Cavitation Lipo, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I can eat whatever I want and just stay and lose weight? Yeah. Like, how? What? I have to do this. I was like, I found my passion. Yeah. 
So I went, got the licensing, everything. Like I was like head in, like just yeah. going at it. And so that's how um, Lux Contour was born. And that was your beauty lounge. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was February of 2021. Okay. And so at this beauty lounge, you were doing liposuction, you were doing. So. Um, non-invasive lipo, non-invasive butt lift, skin tightening, chin lifts. Don't look at me. I need to do one. Um, <laughs> and like, I also, we would rent out some different, different rooms. So that yeah. way, so there was like a lash girl there, facialist, uh, microblading. Um, nice. so all the things. That was the first business that you started. Really? Yeah. Right? So that's the first brick and mortar that i opened yeah i had a clothing line that i would like take and travel with um to different conferences yeah. like ladies conferences and things like that mm -hmm. you know women love to shop sure <laughs> um so i did that like years before but yes this was my first like brick and mortar gotcha okay and you were doing that for a bit and then yeah a little bit after that is when we met right so about a year later, um, you know, my friend's like, hey, she, Maria goes, um, I found something. I was like, oh, that's good. I'm glad you found it. Like, <laughs> good for you. I love it for you. I'm here for it. Like, yeah. Go, girl. Get it. I already know it's going to be amazing. Whatever you do is amazing. But even saying that, I just wasn't like, I was like, eh, I like my freedom. I like to do whatever I want. That's why I wanted to work for myself. So I yeah. could do whatever I want to do, like whenever I want to do it, Yeah, you know? And she caught me. She called me a couple months later. She always was asking me or telling me. She was like, Jackie, I just really think, like, I really think this would be good for you. And I was like, I really love you, but I really don't. I just don't. And she was like, caught me one day, and I was having a slow week at the business. And I was like, you know what? I have time. Like, yeah. why am I just... Because my mentality was always like work, like just work, find. And my first experience that was life changing showed me, hey, like you don't know what tomorrow brings. Like do it now while you can. Yeah. You know, so I was like, OK. And I took everything in life like, OK, this is an opportunity. If it keeps knocking, I need to do it like this is something for me. I would look at it like that, like. It's for me. It's yeah. here for me. So I was like, okay. All right, let's do it. So it was April. Then I I failed epically, largely because of the brain injuries for the life insurance um, course. I just couldn't remember anything, couldn't retain. It's cool. I failed my first time too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know, four times. Doesn't seem to be slowing us down. Yes, now. we're in so, it to win it. Yeah. But, you know, I say that because... It doesn't matter if you do fail. Yeah. Like, failure is just, it really is just a stepping stool. Yeah. It's just the next stone. You want those little small failures. Obviously, you don't want to be a, a failure because that's a, who you are, right? Yeah. But a failure in your life is just a moment that you can learn from and be more successful when you go around and try it again. Yeah. You know, failure as a person, that's just somebody who accepts it and stays yeah, there. Lives in it it. Yeah, lives in that moment. 
and accepts it for themselves. So, Definitely. yeah, I was like, well, my parents have a picture of me climbing a rocky mountain with goats at some park where animals were. No one was supposed to be up there, by the way. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and they, they were like, we couldn't get you down. You were so determined. Yeah. So I've always had a very strong determination. Like once my mindset, it's, it's set. Yeah. We're, go- we're not stopping. It doesn't matter how many cuts, bruises, bumps. We're going. <laughs> so you talked with Maria some. You talked with me once yeah. on the call. So what was it that well, what was it that really stuck out to you? Because I want to apologize because when you <laughs> called, uh, we were supposed to have this interview, and I didn't realize like what amazing person is calling me. <laughs> what this guy who built something up from ground zero, like no, couldn't even buy your lunch to millionaire, and yeah. like. That alone, just like so much respect. It's not about the money. It's about the work ethic. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness. Like the level of work ethic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I was busy. I was busy preparing for another client. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing your interview and you were kind of like nonchalant bouncing around your beauty spa, doing your thing, kind of giving me that impression like you didn't really have time for me and like if you weren't maria's friend i gotta be honest if you weren't maria's friend i would have just probably hung up on you and been like i don't have time for this but maria was like no she's just please just do the interview i was like all right for you i got you and that is oh my god something i need to grow in (laughs) because i value my time so much i was like oh my god like I'm just trying to make time for you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is my time here, yeah. you know? Well, Which, we're both glad you did make that time. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're good. But, um, yeah, I think the thing that really resonated with me the most was the residual income. Residual income. I was like, okay, because here's the way I saw it. I was like, okay, well, I can scale this out because there's a need for um artist to have somewhere to rent from that's a vibe right okay cool i can scale this out in different cities different places areas that's doable i can get to where i want to go here yeah i can get there but i'm gonna have a large overhead yeah here what yeah no overhead if you were scaling out your beauty business you'd be talking about multiplying your overhead every single location every location and i did that on my own dollar yeah. I didn't like no loan, no investor. Yeah. So how much did you have to pay to start your business with me? Oh, two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks for your license. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> I you was would... like, wait, hold on. You're telling me. Literally, I was like, wait, okay. I only have to pay a hundred dollars, a hundred and six dollars and like 97 cents to get my pre-licensing course, $48 for my fingerprint here in Texas, $40 yeah. for my state exam. Yeah, I did that times four, but still initially $40 Yeah, and 50 bucks for my state license in Texas. Yeah. And even like if you weren't still working with us and something didn't work out, you still have that license. I have it's still license. your it's an license. Investment. It's not for us. It's yeah. yours. So exactly. So basically nothing. And now that you've been here a year and you're running an awesome team with 
some incredible people that are working with you and you've got a team of like what i think eight ten people it's, now it's expanding like actually every day okay we're, we're getting close <laughs> to 16. but how much overhead do you have now yeah so i have essentially if i didn't want to have overhead i wouldn't have any overhead yeah but obviously you want to expand and help as many families as possible so i my overhead is getting new state licensing yeah um expanding whenever we're obviously growing a team we want to be able to invest back into them yeah so bonuses and incentives and stuff that you pay to your people too so when i see them hit their first big number i'm like right back at you baby yeah you that took work i know what it took but as far as like office no home office yeah. I get to tax write it off. Yeah. Write off my Wi-Fi. Write off anything, my space at my home. What about like leads and clients and stuff like that? Exactly. Nothing. So I don't have to pay for anything. That's what I love about the business. Going back to like what drew me in. Yeah. Residuals, like number one, because once you have kids, even without kids, you know that if you can find something where you can invest yourself. But also, that investment will continue to pay for the next 30 years. Yeah. Why would you not try it? Even if you don't like it, that's my question to everybody. Why not try it? Yeah. You've tried maybe raves, all the things. Yeah. You've tried everything, right? But why not try something that could invest in you and into your future? When we even provide a business model, we provide leads you don't yeah. have to pay for them i mean that's huge i know i know actual insurance agents right now that have to you know pay two thousand dollars a month just oh, to make dude, that's two thousand like, that's low end i i know low. i know yeah. agents who are paying five figures a month in leads for themselves for, for themselves sure. yeah and it's just insane yeah so yeah the leads the culture um is what made me actually fall in love with the place i which made me close my brick and mortar yeah i still have it it's um all like mobile yeah which is nice i may eventually open up another one i don't know i'm in love right now yeah (laughs) so the culture is what really like sold you sold you consistently so where did you get that the culture began when you believed in me to go for 50k Mm -hmm. in a month i actually didn't even know that i should believe in myself yeah it's not that i don't believe myself i actually love myself very much but i just didn't know to believe in myself in this industry i didn't know what to believe in like what am i supposed to do i just thought i'm supposed to write business and help people like and be better at that, like hone in on those skills. Like that's all I thought I needed to do. And then maybe help somebody else find this mission and help somebody else like realize this is a great opportunity for your life, for your future, for your family. Yeah. You know, could be for your family's family, you know? For sure. Um, so that being said, like, thank you of for course. that. That was my first, actually my first culture moment was when I didn't have a cable. I don't even know what it's called, but you probably do. That I didn't have something to connect myself to have oh, a better Wi-Fi. Cable. Yeah. Yes, and you got me an Ethernet cable to help me 
because you knew what you were doing and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I was just there, but you saw, I was there. I was like, you know what? I'm in it 10 hours a day. Like I was giving it all that I could for every day that I could. And I was like wanting to learn. I was the last person leaving. I didn't know that wasn't normal. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, no, I'm here to learn. Like what? Yeah. Teach me more. I was like listening, trying to grow. Yeah. So I didn't realize though that you saw that as someone who was invested without knowing they were invested. Yeah. And invested back in me with an Ethernet cable. So I bought you an $8 Ethernet cable and you're saying that's that $8. was a huge pivotal moment for you? Yeah, actually it was. I was immediately, I felt immediately like, connected in a cultural family way right yeah so immediately i felt like wow so because let's just be real dallas is so 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 surf yeah you just have to understand the culture there it's a big scene but it's also a tiny scene yeah okay so 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 surface so finding someone that actually cared just about you as a person, but that was connected to your business, which was connected obviously to your paycheck, which would be connected to your family. Yeah. You have to understand like it's a tree, right? Basically it's just that small gesture just okay. showed you like, okay, I'm not just talking the talk. I'm actually, I actually got your back. Yeah. If there's something that you need, that's going to help you out, then I got you. I was like, wow. This guy's pretty legit. I was like, oops, I'm sorry. And I wasn't <laughs> there for the interview, really. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> so did. So then, go ahead. Did that. Yeah. Um, and then it was the next pivotal moment, what I would say was you believing in me, telling me to go for 50K, knowing that I had never even written 10K. Yeah. And I don't, like, now being in the business, I understand all these mechanisms, right? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, yeah, Joe believes in me. I believe in me. Woo, let's go. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Go, team, go. And well, I was like, I am about to represent him. What? Well, it worked. You had your best month ever. Yeah. You made incredible income that month, and it was huge for your team, too. It was amazing. So. It was amazing. And then I would say my next cultural moment, I want to throw this in there because it does come from the head down all the way at AO. Like, um. I'm going to mess up their names, but Vanekamp, Hill. Dustin, Dustin James, James, Rob. Rob. Yeah. Yes. And all, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick. <laughs> Pastor Rick, Brother Andy. I'm just yep. kidding. Um, like, you can feel the genuine care yeah. for every agent. Yeah. Because every agent makes the company, right? Yeah. But it's not like in a way of like, it's a genuine care. It's a genuine care. So whenever I won the trip to Dominican, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They did not spare a dime. Yeah. Because like I said, I've been traveling for some time in my life. Yeah. Well, that's where, you know, we. that's why we have to make sure our people really do so well. Because yes. meeting, getting to meet my partners there is, like you said, it's incredible. It was, They're some of the most genuine people, mm -hmm. but... You know, I can't, they're very busy men. I can't just exactly. like book a lunch or a coffee for us tomorrow with exactly. them. So if you really want to meet them, you got to get 
yourself to one of these incentive yeah. trips. And so that's so. my goal right now is to um, put everything that you've taught and apply it to our team so yeah. we can grow. If there, I mean, I think you're the same person as far as like, you wouldn't have been able to get from here to here had you not said, okay, maybe we can add this to the structure. Maybe this will change. Just recently we updated some stuff, Yeah, you know, um, because it's about growth and what can get us to from point A to B, which means like helping more families yeah. in a quicker amount of time, right? Sure. So finding those paths and those tools is really where my heart and my mind is at every day. I'm like, okay, what other spreadsheet can I create? Yeah. <laughs> what else can I do? What other tools and stuff can I implement into my yeah, business? Yeah, exactly. Because I want to be duplicatable the way you did for us. Yeah. But I want to also do the same and I want for them to be better. I, yeah. want, I want better people than me. Yeah. I don't want to be the best. I don't want to be the only one that brings home 20K in a month. For sure. You know, I want for you to bring home 50k in a month and be yeah. like what now Jackie yeah i'm exactly. the teacher <laughs> well you've got some people on your team that are that are They're for headed sure that heading yeah. that direction <laughs> well i think the last thing that i'd really love to hear cuz we kind of glossed over it but doing everything that you do as a single mother is incredibly impressive and that's one of the amazing things we get to enjoy is that little bit of flexibility i mean obviously if you don't if you treat it like a part-time job, it's going to pay you like part -time. a part-time job. Absolutely. But to be able to enjoy that little bit of flexibility so you can still be there for big moments with your kids and do the traveling and things that yeah. you like to do, that's really, really impressive. So for you, I know your kids always come first, but like, what are some tips you have to moms out there that are either in our company or they're trying to be successful in some other sort of sales organization. What are some tips you have to the working single moms out there that are just really trying to reach that next level of success? I would say first, um, have a just good job for even thinking about what you can do to better your children's lives. You know, number yeah. one, take a moment at every point in day um, for just like a quiet, peaceful moment, even if it's, I know it sounds crazy, even if it's three minutes. Guys, you don't realize how long 30 seconds is when you're by yourself, like, yeah. just like that, you know? Um, make lists, but also don't limit yourself, you know? You can do all the things. Yeah. That's my favorite line. Yeah. But you can do all the things and still be very, involved in your kids lives like for instance i think also one of the most amazing moments for me a pivotal moment outside of the culture was when my son came to me and he was like i really love for you to be at home mom i just love being able to come up to you i love you working from home i was like i'm closing everything <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay yeah. more of this you know so even though you may be spending six hours, you know, eight hours, four hours straight, no break, which that's at any job, right? Um, straight on, you still have, they still have that moment where they know that you're in that room. 
Yeah. They know you're there. It's the fact of being there and being present that I think we forget about because we feel guilty as a, especially as a single mom, because you have to do all the, all the things. You have to be all the roles. Definitely. You have to be dad. You have to be the disciplinarian, whatever that means for you. But, um, you know, you have to be the nurturer. You have to be the counselor. You have to be the advisor, the school teacher, the lunch maker. You're the chef. You're you're everything. You're all in one, you know. But um, it's easy to get guilted down by your own because as a mother, you want to be like more. You want to be. Yeah. I want to do more. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be able to nurture more. I want to spend more one-on-one time with you, you know. But just being present is so big. That's, I think, one of the biggest things that I would say to recognize about what you're doing, especially if you have the opportunity to make a career switch and come work with us. I 100% say this is for every single mom. If I can do it, you can do it. Definitely. <laughs> like you can do it. It's it's more, I don't know, it's a lot easier than I feel like it's so easy, even though it's hard work, right? Yeah. Anything good in life is work. Definitely. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some dedication. But it's actually so easy. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow, wait, it's that easy. You just do it. Yeah. You just. And the system's already there. Thank you. The system's already in place. Thanks to you. Like they've been set. You paved this like great path and all we have to do is just walk it. Yeah. It's very simple. Well, it's awesome when I get to work with people like you and your story is so inspiring, Jackie. Thank you so much for sharing it. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Probably just uh, message me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Okay. And on, uh, it's new. on Instagram, your what's your handle? At Jacqueline Prieto. At Jacqueline Prieto. Well, Jackie, thank you so much. I love getting to interview family on here. So yes, your story's you. gonna your story's gonna inspire so many people. So thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. You're I welcome. appreciate it.